0: Hi, I'm Adam Jacobs, and I play Aladdin in Disney's Aladdin, and you're listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk. This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by our proud sponsors at Kingdom Strollers, providing premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando Resort hotel or vacation home free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup, and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier, so book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301 Ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club.
1: Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on A Channel Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a dolewhip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 140 for the week of June 26, 2016. Hello and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk, where just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. So this week on the show... In the most
2: delightful way. Yes. Sorry. I started hearing uh pour some sugar on me in my head when you were saying oh, okay. that. Okay. Let me some Def Leppard.
1: Okay, whatever. So this week <laughs> on the show, we're going to talk about some things we don't think are necessarily worth it to do in Walt Disney World. Okay, there could be a lot of things that you people won't necessarily think that are worth it. So I came up with, personally, I came up with five things that I don't think are worth it. I think that's kind of the consensus for everybody was to try to go with five things for the most part, but you never know what else will pop into your head while we're discussing this. So, um, let's see, uh, Keith,
3: John, you never start. Why don't you start?
1: Oh, you think I'm going to start? Okay. Since, since we've just concluded the Disney dining plan versus cash debate, my number one thing on there that I don't think is worth it is the dining plan, but this is based on my personal dining patterns you know like we said when we've done the Disney dining plan debate here and there everywhere in the four parks was that the way we eat it just doesn't work for my family we don't do dessert at our sit down restaurants necessarily unless it's included in a buffet because we'd much rather have a snack in the park but I understand that for budgeting purposes it is a way to go for a lot of people and I have no problem with that the I I just think that people just need to look at what they're buying and not just buy it because they think it's a good deal. Cause Disney at, the, you know, at times in the past, they've said, you know, you could save up to 30%, 35%, 20%, 25% first paying out of pocket, which is not true anymore because you have to pay gratuity, you know, on top of the dining plan where originally that was included. That's where you were saving money when it first started. Now it's a little harder to make that money back. If you want to, cover your costs you've really got to go for the most expensive item on the menu where i don't like to eat like that because i don't want to just order steak i love steak but i'm not a steak person to go out every single time at a disney restaurant to make up my money so for me i just don't see the dining plan working for my family even the quick service doesn't work for my family because we don't necessarily like to eat two quick service meals per day. We prefer to do one sit-down. It's just try to keep some kind of normalcy with the kids. Makes it a little bit easier when you're going back home. Granted, you're eating crap all day, you know, snacks all day, but at least when you're sitting at the table, it's a sign of normalcy for them. So my first choice is the Disney dining plan. And like I said, it it doesn't work for everybody and it does work for some people. So just look into it. Don't just get it. Even as a travel agent, I won't push it onto to somebody unless they really, really want it because I want to see my clients save money. And that goes for everybody. I just want him, you to save money no matter where you're going, where, no matter where you're staying. That's all I really care about is to save people money.
2: I think that the, this is a hard one. I mean, because it is so individualized. I do. I think that. It's good for a budgeting tool. It's nice to know us walking onto the plane or hopping into the, the car that most of your food is paid for. However, I do kind of feel that it's not, well, the table service one, I don't feel is worth it. Quick service one, like I've said, it's just uh, my wife and I so we don't really do the sit-down meals as much we're always in parks and moving and and trying to get you know in as much as possible so quick service one kind of like works for us a little better However, if they keep on, you know, raising up the price of it, then it's definitely not going to be worth it for anybody, really. But there's a bunch of good, what are they called, like calculators that's online that will take you through a day's worth of meals. And so that you can try and price it out and see if it's worth it or not, which is a big, like a helpful tool as well
3: this is actually on my list the dining plan I agree with Sean I mean, it's it's not for me for me it is not worth the value and, you know, like he said this is a very individualized episode this time because you know it, and, and for all of you listening it's going to be the same thing you know by no means just because I don't think it's worth it doesn't mean that it isn't worth it for you but for me I just don't I, it, it doesn't work for me and, you know I can, I can get better value uh, paying out of pocket um, as I have proven on However many episodes of our fast or dining plan versus out-of-pocket episodes that have played, I don't know. But after you listen to them all, you'll see that it's just been that way for me. It just doesn't work for me. So that was actually on my list
1: as well. So, Alan, since this was on your list, we're going to go to Keith and see what his is.
2: All right. So I think that the first thing that kind of popped into my head when this topic was brought up was the dessert parties for the nighttime shows. Although I have not actually attended one, it seems to be kind of... It's more for the the viewing spot than for the treats and drinks. It's a pretty steep price at $50 a person for adults. I do understand that you do get your fill of treats and beverages, but especially for, I would say, like Illuminations where you have a ton of snack options around the showcase to get yourself a snack and, and find a spot to see it from for a whole lot cheaper than $50. I just don't see those parties being worth the price, especially for like a family of four. Like children's, they charge thirty dollars for children. So for like family of four, it's like a hundred and sixty bucks for just a, a few sweets and a good spot for a fireworks show.
3: I've never done one, so I'm not sure. I, I go back and forth on. Them. I think the illuminations one would be worth it to me because I love illuminations so much. I'm not sure the wishes one would uh, because of the location. I'm not sure how that plays out there. I've never experienced it, so maybe a listener can kind of chime in and, and say, you know, how the view is. But I, uh, I go back and forth. Obviously, I did the dessert party for uh, Osborne Lights this past November and really enjoyed it, despite the rain. Uh, I still enjoyed it. I thought that, I thought I got my money's worth. I would do it again. So I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on those. It's kind of a case by case scenario for me.
1: Yeah, this is this is not on my list. I was going to put it on my list, but decided not to just because I, I don't know if I've harped on this enough, but I well, the dining plan I harped on more, but I don't see value in it at $50, 60 bucks for me personally, and then having like he said, a family of four, I'm just not shelling out that kind of money for my kids to eat crap for an hour or whatever it is, and, and then see the the show. It's just it's just the type of desserts that just does not interest me there's just there's nothing there that really I really want to have I mean if they were on it if they were if it was gonna be like dough whips and, and citrus swirls and things along those lines you might it might have a interest a little bit more I, I don't know but I don't want I don't necessarily want cake and cupcakes and brownies and anything like that that doesn't interest me that's I don't know It just I just don't see value in it so I mean I don't know what else to say. So, yeah, I mean, re- easily this could be on my list, so I don't see value in it, so it's not worth it to me. So, my next choice is actually Fast Pass for Fantasmic. A lot of people ask me, should I do a Fast Pass for Fantasmic, and I don't think it's necessarily a good thing to use it on. You could use it on other attractions, which I think are much better work better in your favor than phantasmic mainly because with phantasmic they sit you off to the right hand side of the stage it's not even in the center of the show if you really want to see and enjoy the show you're better off getting in line 45 minutes an hour early whatever it is probably an hour early and get a center spot because you're going to see more of the stage it's center stage you want to do that if it fast FastPass was center stage, that's something I would be like, yes, use your FastPass on because then it would be worth it. Otherwise, it really is kind of a waste because when you're in the front, you get to see all the, the water screens. You get to see the characters on the left side of the stage much better. The characters on the right side, you can see them as well. But when you're sitting on the right-hand side, everything over on the left, you're not going to see as well. You have know, the thing's coming around the corner, it's going to take a little bit longer for you to see them. So center stage is really where you want to be. And then if you come late, you're on the left-hand side of the stage. So the only good thing with the Fast Pass is if you want to get out quicker. You can head out through the back side of Fantastic when the show is over. That's the only good thing I see with Fantasmic's Fast Pass. I like to see other people taking advantage of other attractions, whether it being Tower of Terror, Toy Story, or, or whatever. I mean, that's where I think you should use your Fast Pass on as opposed to Fantasmic.
2: That's true. I mean, I've never actually used a fast pass for that. Kind of our routine is is that we always go and stop across the street, get some dinner, like sit there and rest until we see that, that there's a line that is forming up, and then as we just walk across the street and stuff and hop in it, it's worked out for us. We've always had excellent seats, so agreed on that one. There are still some attraction that are left that is worth more than to. Ways to fast pass on Fantasmic.
3: Agreed. <laughs> I don't really have anything to add. <laughs> um, I would I would never use a fast pass for a nighttime show. I just personally never would. Uh, there's, you know, you can find a place to sit and it, it's fine. Or stand for other shows. Uh, my next one, I, I didn't really rank these. These are just kind of in order that they kind of come up. Um, I'm going to go with, let's move the water park fun and more option for park hopper tickets. I don't think it's worth it. I don't want to do those things, <laughs> so it's not <laughs> worth it to me. Um, I don't want to go to a water park. I don't think I would get enough use out of, I mean, the mini golf, even if I went, the mini golf would be fun, but you have to go before, like, 4pm, so you can't even do it right? You know, like at night or whatever, or you know, after maybe a, a day at Animal Kingdom or something. You, know, you can't do it at that night, and then uh, you know, you used to get, obviously, um, what's it called? Uh, the place with all the Downtown Disney.
1: Uh, Disney Quest.
3: Disney Quest, which I don't, That doesn't. that's not included anymore because that's not, it doesn't even exist anymore, right? Or it's very, I don't know. This is another, uh, like we had in the last episode we recorded. <laughs> is this open? I don't know. It's really, that should be a fun, that could be a fun game. Open or <laughs> is closed. Is it still open? <laughs> <style. laughs> Does it still exist? Disney Hollywood Studios style. Um, push to get around to golf at, um, one of the golf courses. And and I I do enjoy golf or I did when I used to play and would like to enjoy it again one day when I'm not so busy, but, uh, I just, I wouldn't get any value out of that. It's not that it's, um, it's not that it's excessively expensive. You know, once you've already done your, your multiple day tickets, plus your park hopper, the add on is, is not that much per day. I don't know what it is, Sean, maybe, you know, it's.
1: Um, it's, it's, it's on par much. with it Park Hopper. It's like sixty, I think.
3: Yeah, and so you know, that's it's not a ton of money necessarily when you're already spending you know a couple hundred dollars per day on a ticket, uh, but it just isn't worth it to me because those are things that I have no desire to do.
1: It's been years since I've gone to a Disney water park, and I don't know if I would ever throw on the water parks and more option. I might just pay out of pocket just to visit one of the water parks. As my son gets older, my yeah. daughter gets older, I'm sure I'm going to be going to the water parks. So, currently, I, I I don't see value in, in using that. I, I wouldn't because they're not going to go and do that. But you're either a water park person or you're kind of not. I mean, you either want to do it or you don't want to do it. Usually there isn't, oh, let's get it and maybe go. No, it's usually not the case. It's either, yes, we're doing a water park on Tuesday or, no, we're going to the parks or stay at the resort. You know, it's just there's people that just despise water parks. Look at Keith. Keith doesn't even like to use a a public pool. So nope. it's something, floaters, that <laughs> yeah, something that he's something he's not going to take advantage of. So yeah, I can see that saying that it's there's no value in it for you and there's nothing wrong with
2: that. We can move on. Sean's already answered it for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so my next one is I'm going to get some heat for this from some I'm people. But he gave a second one, didn't he? What's that? Did you give your second one, Keith?
2: No. Oh, <laughs> I go just ahead, did Keith. one. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. That's all right. I kind of like I lost track. Anyway, all right. So for my uh, my next one, I chose paying for breakfast.
1: I guess thank I you, guess the magic fairies come and deliver him breakfast.
2: I guess. Well, no. Let me finish.
1: Tinkerbell, Sean. can you please bring me a bagel tomorrow? Oh, thank you, Tink. I mean, come on, Keith, really?
2: <laughs> yeah, because I'm not a big breakfast person. Oh, so you anyway, steal
1: the food. That's what you do. You don't have no. a a Tinkerbell that delivers you food. You steal it.
2: I bring it with me from home.
1: <laughs> do you fill up your luggage with eggs?
2: No. Cereal, oatmeal, Pop-Tarts.
1: TSA, what's in your bag, sir? All oh, four dozen eggs.
2: You can easily pack. They don't really take up a ton of room. I buy a jug of milk at the resort store. It saves us a ton of money. Unless you're doing a character breakfast or something special. I just don't see a need to pay for breakfast. I mean, the breakfast that's at the resorts is usually not that impressive anyway.
1: Apparently you've never had Tonga Toast.
2: Well, like I said, that's not something special. Oh, this pfft. is. Tonga Toast is special.
1: To tonga, some people.
2: Tonga, Tonga, <laughs> Tonga. And two, does get you to the parks faster um, because you don't have to get up and wait in line for a couple of flapjacks and some uh, sausage that's been in a pan for two hours. So, yeah, just uh, pack your breakfast. It's a whole lot easier, and it's cheaper and faster.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big breakfast at the parks guy either, so, you know, I agree with you.
1: Next for me is... Le Sellier. Le Cellier. Before they went to Signature, I liked Le Cellier. Once they went to Signature, I thought they were overpriced. You could find better steak elsewhere on property. Shulas, maybe Yachtsman, now probably the boathouse. You're paying more for the atmosphere there than you are for anything else. And I'm hearing more and more complaints about some of the staff being snooty from time to time like they
2: snooty
1: yeah like they know <laughs> that they're a signature restaurant and they are so special that's what I'm hearing from a few people wow <laughs>
2: you really got your claws out tonight uh, oh yeah
1: I'm there yeah <laughs> I'm just saying it, I, I just think that it needs to be taken down a notch LaSalle go spend your time at other Restaurants, give other restaurants a try and let's knock them down a notch and stop being signature and Get and get the lunch menus back because they had incredible burgers. I'd love to go there, grab a burger, cheddar cheese soup, bam, perfect lunch. Not spending $50 for a steak for a lunch. I'm not spending $50 for a steak for lunch. It's lunch. I want a burger or something like that. Okay, that's it.
2: I want to revoke their charter. <laughs> Le Cellier is on double secret probation. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Alrighty then. Got some haters there, Mister Bluecosky. Let's go with one-day tickets. Totally not worth it. <laughs> I would never in a million years. Even you know, pick whatever your favorite park is. You know, mine happens to be Epcot, but if you want, to, even if you want to, for, for best argument's sake, say Magic Kingdom because it has the you know. The most attractions and shows, etc., etc. Um, no, not worth it. Not worth the amount of money that you have to pay for a one-day ticket. It's borderline not worth it. The amount you have to pay when you buy it for like the six or seven-day ticket, but it's definitely not worth it for a one-day ticket. That is a ridiculous price point for one day. Um, and I get the point. I understand why they do it that way because they want you to buy more days so that you'll be in the parks and spend more money. But never. Yeah, never, no. I, I would, I would beg a cast member to comp me a ticket before I would ever pay for a one-day ticket.
1: Well, there are cases I would, where you're gonna I would go
3: sit through a timeshare promotion to get oh, a free God. ticket to Disney
1: <laughs> before I would pay. I'd rather spend and... the
3: money than sit through. Those <laughs> yeah, exactly. <dollars. laughs> I would do it. I would sit through it and then go the next day and be happy about it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, there's, but there's cases where, you know, you could just be passing through, you could be there for a day or two and your kids want to go and you're going to pay for that ticket. you you might pay for that ticket. Personally at the price points now, I wouldn't do it. I'd rather skip, but that's the same thing for like universal. I'd love to go to universal again. I'm not spending a hundred and something dollars just for one day to universal. I no, actually it's way.
3: not a Disney. It's not only Disney that's no, the, price. It's... The, the one day tickets just aren't worth it. And, and, uh, no, if if I ever have kids and if those kids are like, Dad, we want to go to this park. I'd be, um, I'm, well, we're only here for a day. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Sorry, we'll kids. To, the
3: sign we'll out, out front should have told you. Yeah, <laughs> parks parks closed. Marty Moose said
2: so. Yeah. The dollar sign out front should have told you. I don't know. I mean, I think if you're, it's a situational thing. It's like if you're visiting family. It's there, and if you only have, like, one free day, it's probably worth it. Um, to just nope. a, well, for some people, it is. Uh, if you've never been there before. Somebody, maybe. But not for me. This is mine. Mine,
1: mine, mine. So, Keith, what's your next one?
2: My next one is those, like, the light-up souvenirs. Oh, If they sell, your prices that they charge for those things. I mean, it's anywhere from, like, 5 to $15 a piece.
1: No, keep going goes up to like 30 for what the i think it's like 26 27 bucks for the the, oh, the mickey ears the, so. the mickey ears that go on your head
2: that's those uh rfid ones i'm talking about like the bracelets and the wands and the toy stuff not the hit the magic ones
1: oh yeah that stuff you can certainly find cheaper anywhere but disney
2: we've always just i stopped at like a party store um a dollar store and bought like a bunch of them and bring them and we also take them and pass them out to people that it's around us especially like kids and stuff it's a nice way to just kind of spread some of the magic around and I can't see spending fifteen dollars on something it's only gonna work for like a few hours
1: okay party pooper no but I understand I mean it does get pricey but as a parent sometimes you have no choice but to buy those things because your kids won't stop it's like candy you know give it to them and they'll shut up for 10 minutes and sometimes you just want 10 minutes of quiet time but I understand your viewpoint they do get excited. which expensive.
2: is why if you plan ahead you can bring that stuff right. with that's what, you that's what I do
1: it's like when we had a we have a Mickey thing that spins around and lights up and I got it um, from the Disney store online with like 40% off coupon Versus paying the park price, you know, which is perfectly fine. My son loves, and he brings it on every trip now. And we're going to do the same thing. We're going to get, uh we're going to go to the dollar store, and get some light up necklaces and stuff like that too, so they can bring it and they'll enjoy that instead of me spending yeah. twenty, thirty dollars on something down there, a light up lightsaber which he might want or whatnot. But yeah, it's better off to save it, save money, bring it from home. I'll be Alan. Yes. <laughs>
3: I don't really have an opinion on those. I have no idea how much they cost, and so I had nothing to add.
1: Who's next? Me? Or is it Alan?
2: You can say Alan next, I believe. No. After oh. Keith is Sean. No. Oh, that's oh, okay. me.
1: Okay. Okay, next for me, <laughs> food again, Cinderella's Castle. <laughs> Cinderella's Castle. This is damn expensive.
2: Hey, hey. Little hey, pictures. Hey, dang, hey, dang, expensive. Family show. Yes. Ear muffs, kids. Ear
1: Very expensive. Acker shoes. I have. I've recently. I've booked a few clients at uh, Cinderella's Castle, and they've come back and they said it's been a great experience. They don't like the food. They thought the food wasn't worth it. The experience was nice, a bit overpriced, and they all and a couple of them actually went to Acker shoes over in Norway, and they felt it's that. Tight. Thought you're welcome. They thought that was a better option, cheaper. The food was excellent. So it's one of those things where uh, you have a little girl and she wants to meet Cinderella, then I I guess go to Cinderella's castle. But if you want to try the opportunity to to meet other princesses and have a little bit of a different experience and save some money and not actually have to pay for everything up front, because that's the other thing you have to do with Cinderella's castle, is you have to pay for it up front. Even, you know, if you book it six months in advance... And it's $70 for an adult, and there's four adults. You're throwing out $280, bucks, 6 months in advance to to, uh, to go there. So that's something just to be aware of. But Akashu's is, is another great option for families who want to spend a little bit less money. And it's a, it's a great atmosphere. So, um, Cinderella's Castle, yeah, that's on my list.
2: Character dining, we have never done. Of course, we don't I have children, so that would probably change if we did. I can't see spending quite that much money for just a photo op with a character. Usually the food is not the greatest, and I mean, you're essentially, you are paying for the experience of being with the characters and not exceptional food, so, right. um, but that's one that we have never done and, and probably won't.
3: I've never done Cinderella Royal Table either, um, I'm not anti-character meals, um, I've done a few. Uh, well, I've really only done Crystal Palace on like maybe two or three occasions, and and I don't do it for the uh, for the characters. I do it for getting into the park early, uh, or I do it for when I want a breakfast. You know, it's a pretty good breakfast. Um, you know, breakfast is a hard thing to screw up. You can you can you can make good breakfast. Uh, you know, so I, I like it. I, I agree that Cinderella. I mean, whatever you just said, seventy bucks a pop. You know, that's that's a lot of money. Uh, but you could make that argument about a lot of meals, obviously at Disney. But I, I see where you're coming from, and I would agree with you—that is not worth seventy bucks a head. My next one—I'm gonna say—I'm gonna preface it. I'm gonna—I'm gonna say, for me and for those of us that go a lot, Memory Maker is not worth the money. Uh, If you've never been to Disney World before and it's your first trip, then I say, yes, go for it. Um, I have a coworker and a friend who she's about to take her son and daughter for their first trip ever. And she hasn't been since she was, you know, a little kid and her husband, I don't think, ever went. So this is, you know, basically first trip for all four of them because she doesn't remember the one time she went as a child and she wants to experience it herself and also experience it with her kids and, and kind of experience it through them and she asked me is it worth it and I said for you yes it's going to be worth it because you're you know you're going to take advantage of those pictures and you're going to you're, you're going to be able to enjoy it more without being behind the camera uh, but for me as someone who's been there all the you know as, as many times as I've been I don't need another picture of me in front of Cinderella Castle or in front of the Tree of Life or in front of the the France pavilion. I've I've got them. I've got multiples. Um, I don't need more. So it's just not worth it for me as a, as a frequent visitor. Uh, But I do believe it is worth it for first time trips or, or Keith, you know, you're bringing your family with you and it's some of their first time trips. And uh, you know, that's, and that's kind of a, a special occasion situation too. If you've got brothers and sisters and, you know, parents and, nieces and nephews and I don't remember who all was going on their trip but any kind of trip like that where you've got all these people that's about together. right Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when you got all these people coming together for, for a special occasion it, then it's totally worth it because you know what yes I have a billion pictures of me in front of Cinderella Castle but if it, it was ever me and my wife and maybe her parents and my parents and my nephew and you know I, I don't have a picture of all of us in front of Cinderella Castle it's a different trip that way so for me, Memory Maker is not worth it as a, as a frequent visitor.
2: That's another one of those ones that is extremely like, situational. Us, my wife and I, as many times as we have gone, we still enjoy like, having it, especially now that they've, you do get, get the ride photos and the videos, and they actually started doing animated pictures now too, which is really cool. It's just a way for, it's nice to just to kind of like, stop. It's your picture taken. You don't I have to worry about, oh, do I have a camera? Is there someone there that will take it for me? It's just, it's nice to have. So, I mean, for <laughs> us, it's worth it. But I can see where it's not, like, a necessary thing that you need. But I just like to have it.
3: No, I agree. Like I said, I mean, for, for different situations, I, w- I can see it. And for your trip, I see it, Neil. So I, I definitely agree with you. All right, so Keith, what's your next one?
2: Um, Actually, that's all I had. <laughs> okay. I could only think of those three things, and right. I was well, I... trying to rack my brain as I sat here, and I couldn't really come up with anything else.
3: Well, I, I do actually have one more that I can throw out there. Uh, right. I would say that a deluxe resort out of pocket is not worth it. You know, I know, Keith, you're probably going to agree with that because you're, you're a value resort all the way because you, <laughs> yep. you sleep in the room and then you leave, and I get that. And even before DVC, uh, we would pony up the extra money to stay at a moderate. We felt like the, the slightly bigger room, the second vanity in the bathroom, You know, as I've mentioned uh, on the show, we felt like it was worth that extra money for us as a couple. But I never felt like, you know, you're talking about three four five six hundred dollars a night depending on the room and the resort and and the time of year at some of those you know deluxe resorts like the grand floridian or the uh, contemporary or the poly man that's an expensive hotel room i mean i know they're nicer having stayed in having been lucky enough to stay in deluxe resorts you know through DVC, and having stayed in extremely nice hotels you know around the world you know hotels in paris and, and nice hotels in in the United States, you know, I've never, I mean, that's still, it's not nice. It's not that nice, bro. I
1: mean,
3: (laughs) it's just not, it's ultimately the beds are softer. The pillows are softer. There's more room. The amenities are nicer and I get it, but there's a line, there's a line that I think that uh, they go, they've crossed with the the cost of those uh, deluxe resorts.
1: When paying six to seven hundred dollars, sometimes even more, to stay at the Polynesian for a night, that is a lot of money. Yeah,
3: it's way it's, too much. Money. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean just just look at the new bungalows. They start at twenty two hundred dollars a night. That's a lot of. I mean, okay, it sleeps whatever eight ten people, but still,
2: that's, that's a whole trip, man. <laughs> God, like yeah, trip.
1: for some people, that's a whole trip. I mean, it's just they're just. I I know that. You're not; they're not going for people like us who are going to spend that. But still, I just don't I see how people can see value in spending seven hundred dollars for a regular room at the Polynesian. That's just crazy when I hear that for rent rack rate. Yeah, I mean, you might get a little bit lower, maybe four hundred, even four hundred a night. That's kind of pushing it, but still, it's much more reasonable when you get some sort of discount on it. But God, it it's Disney. Disney rooms everywhere, even the value resorts are still pretty steep.
3: All their, alter, all their hotel rooms are overpriced, there's, there's no doubt about that.
1: I mean, you could, you could, this could be a whole topic on its own, just talking about <laughs> prices for everything at Disney, but so I don't want to harp on it too long, but yeah, just work where that's within your budget. Don't think that that you're above staying at a value when you're going to spend 90% of your time in the park. You know, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with say it of value at all. Trust me. I've been there, done that many times. And preach. They're, yeah, they're perfectly <laughs> fine. I guess sometimes I give Keith a hard time about it, just you know, it's part of the show. But but still, I mean, save money. Stay stay there. Stay at a value. There's nothing wrong with it. Lastly, for me, it's the Christmas and the Halloween parties. If you've never done it before, I you know I've talked about this before. If you've never done it before, certainly worth it but to do to go there year after year after year i just don't see any value in it and con- nights becoming more and more crowded more and more sold out it's getting more and more expensive every year i just don't see how it could be worth it and it's kind of stale They don't it's not they're adding new things to it it's the same thing it's the same parade it's the same firework show if they changed it up a little bit Maybe possibly I can see more value in it. And if they lower the amount of people that are going into it, I can see. When I was there for the Halloween party last year, the the night it was sold out and the lines were long for everything. And it's just for me to shell out hundreds more to spend a few extra hours in the Magic Kingdom just is not worth it.
2: Well, that's almost the same way with that new evening only ticket that they're selling now. I can't see it. At least with the Christmas and actually the Halloween parties, you still get some free stuff. You still get party, something different. But with this new evening-only ticket, I mean, what, what do you actually get?
1: Well, I think they're targeting more of the business travelers, I think, for some, some of them for conventions and whatnot. Because chances are they're not paying for it anyway. So I think that's what they're right. kind of aiming for.
3: It's an interesting theory. I haven't heard that, but yeah. that makes sense.
1: Because I, 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 that's what I think, you know, because especially with the contemporary right there, you know, it's a convention hotel. It's easy. Easy for them to just be like, you know what? 150 bucks for three hours in a park, limited lines. Okay, fine.
2: That's fine. Yeah. Expensive to the company.
3: <laughs> well, companies that are sending their employees to Disney for conventions probably aren't worried about money. Exactly. Uh, I yeah. Have a friend that has his convention every year down there. He works for Fidelity. Fidelity ain't worrying about money. <laughs> Trust me. I should go work for Fidelity.
2: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> for Sherwin Williams does theirs, too, um, there's a friend of mine that goes down for that, too, and stuff every year. Like, I'm always really jealous because they yeah, me get to go in for free.
3: My company sent me to Charlotte Ooh. to get my, uh, in my securities licenses.
2: <laughs> Lucky you.
3: Yeah,
2: The Speedway, did you get to Get uh, no, your race uh, while you were there?
3: I stayed at a Holiday Inn and then drove about three miles down the road to the school where I was, uh, where the instructor was teaching for the securities licenses and then I drove back to my Holiday Inn and went to sleep and then got up and did it again the next day and then went to sleep and then drove home. (laughs) That's how it went down. I can do
2: your taxes. Why? Because I stayed at Holiday Inn and press (laughs) lessons.
3: (laughs) No, that... I can help you uh, with Vanguard mutual funds because I stayed at a holiday. <laughs> that was that was for my securities licenses, not my tax prep. But
2: I don't I know the difference. I'm a chef. What do I know about <laughs> that stuff? Know. What do you know? Very uh, little. You
3: guys have any other ones? Any other Anyone that pop in your head? While not we're at popping?
1: this time. Oh, no, nope, I'm good.
3: Me neither. So that's going to do it for this week. Big breath. Ready? there ain't no way
1: (laughs) but
3: but first we want to thank our sponsor kingdom strollers kingdom strollers provides premium stroller and curb rentals delivered straight to your door for more information visit kingdomstrollers.com or call 407-271-5301 also please go to myfantasybands.com can't do it (laughs) Uh, myfantasybands.com where you can order customized magic band covers uh for your next trip to Walt Disney World and you can use the code ENCHANTED, Tiki Talk 20 that's ENCHANTED, Tiki Talk 20 to get 20% off your order. That's myfantasybands.com. Be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. You can comment in the notes at enchantedtikitalk.com email us at podcast at enchantedtikitalk.com or leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline which is 256-4MYTIKI that's 256 please like us on Facebook check out our store at redbubble.com and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoy the show please take the time to rate us on
2: itunes
1: <laughs> you, you can find me on twitter at one minute disney dream that's one m-i-n disney dream mouse dot com and you can
2: find me on facebook instagram and twitter at the Whip daily
3: and you can follow me on twitter and on instagram i'm at norman bates that's n-o-r-m-n-b the number eight and the letter s thanks for listening this week for sean and keith i'm alan and this has been enchanted to you talk aloha
1: Tiny bubbles in the wine.
2: I just wish that they. Uh, I do think there's bubbles in wine. Uh, Kingdom Strollers did scooters. Maybe I could, could get a deal from my dad.
1: We just ruined the closing, Keith.
2: Nice work. What from the line for Keith? It was over. Uh, no,
1: we, Alan and I were singing. You just ruined it.
2: You yep. were done singing. I waited until you were done. Well, you were supposed to sing too. Now you have ruined it. I don't know that song.
0: Ruiner. (laughs) Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Log on to MousePros.com to plan your perfect Disney vacation. And by Kingdom Strollers. Visit KingdomStrollers.com on your next visit to Orlando or call 407-271-5301 for premium stroller and crib rentals. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.